Hello and welcome to the Bloody Brilliant podcast. I am Emma and this is Jamie. How are you today, Jamie? Uh, I'm doing great. The sun is shining somehow in September. I'm in a new location. I haven't moved house. I'm just downstairs for once. So (laughs) you can see my TV where the magic happens. Got some movies on display. I know what you did last summer. Urban Legend box sets up there as well. That's my horror in the background for today. What have you got in your background? I can see a creature from a black lagoon. Yeah, I've got the standard creature from the black lagoon. Lagoons, uh, pillar. We've got pyramid head, a little crocheted pyramid head, and my plushy knife. As you do. Good old plushy knife. And sporting the uh, Scream t shirt today, I can see. Yes, one of my Scream t shirts. I have two. Two Scream t shirts. And for those looking at me as well, I'm sporting Jaws because I'm wearing blue for the sea. I'm not, I'm just wearing a blue t-shirt. <laughs> I appreciated the stretch. <laughs> it's just a blue Hollister t-shirt, but I mean, take it as you will. I'm going for the sea. Hollister, very swish. Some of it's us call it Hollister. It's all I wear, Hollister. It's my life. Oh, it's in the big leagues now. No time for the yeah. little people. No. I work at a college now. Okay, I'm responsible. Got, got to be profesh. Exactly. Yeah, I work in an office, but I still go in in my horror t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, there's not many people that work in the office at the moment, but like on a Friday, I, if it's like a casual Friday, I have my Friday the 13th t-shirt that gets worn quite regularly. Not every Friday. I'm not that regular on that sort of stuff, but... You know. I mean, you, you better wear it on a Friday the 13th because the, the, you get what, what, one, maybe two a year. So I yeah. hope you do wear them on those days at least. I, I didn't actually on the last one. I, what did I? I think I wore I wore an Elvira t shirt and I was like, well, I missed my opportunity because. Yeah, that, that's it now until when is the next one? No May. Idea. I don't keep track May, May. 2022. Well, ruined, ruined it for myself now. Well, thanks for this. Ruined my holiday. Kids are crying now. Exactly. There isn't thanks. another one. There's only one a year. Oh, no, there's another one. January 2023. I was going to... There's one a year. We, we've had two this year, have we not? I have no we've idea. I'm right just quickly going through year. my calendar. And it looks like October, October 2023. We've got two that month. So there must this is be why people some years where you get to. Yeah, calendar. I mean, we, we talk about everything. We talk about what days of the week we like, <laughs> talking about the years. Friday the 13th is horror-related at least. So, you know, true. You get in, you get in that true hard-hitting content. Exclusives, there's only one Friday the 13th <laughs> next year. So you've got to prepare you to make it a big one. And there's two in 2023, <laughs> one of them in October. So you've got to have a 24-hour horror marathon on that day. Exactly. Book it Speaking off. of, are you going to do one this year? One what? Oh, no, marathon? Yeah. Uh, so I know you did last year. Um, mm-hmm. It really depends. I've booked so <laughs> I've booked off the Friday and the Monday around Halloween, because obviously Halloween falls on the Sunday uh, this year. So our original plan was that we were going to go to Disneyland Paris for spooky season, because obviously all the villains come out and uh, it's a bit more autumnal themed. But... With restrictions and having to pay for PCR tests, we're just we don't we're just going to give up on that idea. So if I'm not doing anything in the UK, then uh, marathon will be the choice. But I will probably be doing a late night one. We did we did a sort of like day one, but it wasn't as like intense as yours was last year. Um, Twenty four hours from like eleven was it eleven p.m. to eleven p.m. or something or something. I think it was I eight remember. p.m. till eight p.m. Because we um we did it from literally just like the day, so I think we managed to get five films in. But obviously, you would have absolutely eclipsed that from doing it in twenty four hours. Eleven or twelve, I believe my final yeah. total was. Well, yeah. it's fun. I'm, I want to plan it this year, but unfortunately, like I said, I'm a I'm a professional now in a college, so I've got to kind of do it. Luckily, I mean, the, the day it fell on last time. I was supposed to be in uni, but because it was around the holidays, we weren't in that day, so I didn't need to go in. So I had a free day, whereas I don't get that now. Yeah, just book it off. 
book the Monday off. Just book it off. Book it off. Um, there is actually, for those people in around the UK, there is a 24-hour marathon taking place in Odeon somewhere. There is a Odeon doing a 24-hour oh. horror film. There's only one place that's doing it. It begins with an L, and it's not London. I can't remember where I bet it is. It, yeah, I was going to say, I bet it's somewhere southern, though, isn't it? It's not going to be northern. Yeah, 24-hour the... horror marathon. All the best things happen down south, which is sad, especially when you're, like, in the sticks of nowhere <laughs> the north. Yeah, so I'm having a look on here now. Odin Wimbledon it is, and they are showing mainly Arrow movies. So you've got Children of the Corn, oh. Hellraiser 1 and 2. Um, let me have a nice. look on here. I can't see what that one is. The Blob, I think it is. It could be something. No, it's the, um, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called. I can't see it. I can't zoom in enough and see it. There's a film there. There's Demons, <laughs> Phantasm, Blood Feast, another film, The Crazies. We're uh, not sponsored, by the way. Creep We're just deep red. Spreading yeah. the spreading the knowledge. Yeah, I mean, if twenty four hours, if you're in the Wimbledon, it's um, September tenth. It's already gone. Never mind. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, All that information is already. It was a week ago. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. Whoever went. I thought you were talking about is going to happen in October, but you're just like, I nah, it it's already it's been. Already happened. <laughs> I thought it was happening in October, but no. Nope. It's already been, so anyone who went, I hope you enjoyed it and had a really good time. Well, I mean, spooky season is all the time. Um, I'm going away to Edinburgh next week, so uh, I, uh, myself and my partner are going on a... I asked for one thing, and, well, no, I asked for a couple of things, but one of the main things that I asked for when we went to Edinburgh is to go on a walking tour. So we're going on a vampire and ghost hunting um like walking tour in edinburgh so that was like i can die happy there you go sorted so that's the that's the official beginning of my spooky season officially which is next week i think you're not doing anything harry potter related that's literally what edinburgh is known for now so the so we're going we're going to great fires bobby because I've been there before, but it was quite busy when I went last. So um, I'm hoping COVID might have thinned people going out. <laughs> um, but um, we're going to Grave Fires, Bobby. And then I think there's like Tom Riddle's grave in gra the graveyard that Grave Fires Bobby's in, or at least near it. Um, and then we're going to the street. I forget what it's called, but there's like a uh, like a winding road that's like inspired Diagon Alley. Um, and that's full of like Harry Potter shops. So um yeah that was that was ed's request that we go there so we're just you, kind of we're just seeing what, you know takes us exactly and you've just got i think we're doing the castle as well that was another one of ed's choices so would you know it's a give and a take give and a take speaking of giving and taking let's talk about giving and taking souls because people are here to talk about candy man <laughs> what we're a here segue. to that talk about a... candy man <laughs> I don't just say like give yourself to me. That's a line in it, isn't it? Something along those <laughs> no, lines. No. Is it not? No. No. Is Be my victim is that, a is a is a line. Be my segue and let's get into Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fair enough. Candyman twenty twenty one is a relatively new film that has only launched in the last five weeks, I wanna probably say within the US and the UK. So we will say we won't go into too many spoilers if any spoilers at all we might accidentally slip on one i don't know i can't promise anything we don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> um if we do there'll be but, a spoiler a spoiler warning on it when you click on it so there you go spoilers yeah we'll just do that um so and then we're just gonna talk about the 1992 version as well we're gonna probably you're gonna probably mention the other two films because i haven't seen them <laughs> I mean, they've been basically erased now from existence because of this new film, which kind of carries on from the original. So, I mean, let's talk about the 1992 movie Candyland, directed by Bernard Rose, starring Tony Todd. And who is your favourite? What's she called? It's the only thing she's ever done. Virginia. Is it Virginia? Is that what she's called? Madsen. 
Virginia Madsen, that's the one. That isn't the only thing Ellen she's Mad done. She's also she's also in um she's also in Haunting in Connecticut. She plays the mum. She, uh, she plays Kyle Gallner's mum in that. So, um yeah, rude. How dare you? Um she's she's done plenty. Uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that he's being so rude. I very doubt she would be, but if she, yeah. Um Hi, so <laughs> Virginia. Um the Helen Lyle in the Candyman though, so that, that Candyman, yeah. Fair enough. Um so Candyman, I, I feel like this is gonna be like my hot topic because if anyone has been following the Instagram um in the past that we've done a couple of like get to know the creators and um one of the questions that always comes up in those like sheets is what's your favorite horror film um and Candyman's usually what i yeah it's one that you usually put on there isn't it with Candyman. don't know why but i mean it's one that you always put my... on there um but yeah i was going to say the uh me and jamie have both rewatched the 1992 version uh, recently. I think you watched it before I did because uh, I did ask Ed to rewatch it with me before we went to go see Candyman, but he said no. <laughs> he was like, why would we need to rewatch it when we're already going seeing Candyman, the new one? So I was like, oh, okay. So I watched it Did you not tell him it was like a sequel? Like, you need to watch it to we, follow kind of what's going on. You didn't know. So I didn't even know. Uh, so I, I, had I did not do any research into the new one before going into it, and neither did, uh, did Ed before, like... We know it's coming from Monkey Paw um, Productions. You know, we've seen their stuff before, but we don't want to, like, necessarily... We don't want to know too much, because I think that kind of helped going into it as well, um, with this, with me being a fan anyway. Um, but also, Ed's kind of one of those people that if he's seen it, he won't watch it again, whereas I will rewatch stuff over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I feel like I should get your input before I talk about Candyman, because obviously I have strong feelings, but you, you're obviously a bit less biased than I am. The Candyman. The, the Candyman. Um, yeah, so we recently rewatched it because I knew the new one was a sequel and followed on from this one. So we were like, we'll watch it on Netflix um, because Mercedes, my partner, has never seen it either. So we're like, we'll watch that and then we'll go see the new one eventually. I mean, you saw the new one before me, but I saw the 1991 before you. Rewatched anyway. Um, and yeah i mean how how you want to do this you want to go into a full breakdown story you just want me to tell you how i enjoyed the film with the 1992 just, version yeah i guess so i, I feel like a, um yeah because obviously i'm guessing a lot of people have already seen the the 1992 version so just your opinion I mean, What's it's 29 it? years old, so, you know, if you haven't watched it, why haven't you What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> 29 years old. Um, it's just surprising, like, you'd think maybe they'll wait another year and do, like, a 30-year one unless they've got plans to do more. Who knows? I don't know, because it was supposed to actually come out last year, wasn't it? But it got pushed back because of... Um... The impacts of coronavirus because this is one of those films that hasn't come out directly onto mm -hmm. um, an online platform it's it's been a theatrical release straight from the beginning um yeah. which i think is good i think it's nice to have that you know if you if you really want to see it go and see it in the cinema where it's meant to be seen yeah well but the 1992 original movie is available on netflix i think it's available on sky as well so anyone that has that those platforms you'll be able to watch it if you haven't or if you want to re-watch it and go along with our episode you can always pause it right at this moment now and then you can carry on at this point here <laughs> and then we'll talk about so the 1992 version and this is my i might you can tell me how wrong i am with the synopsis here because you've watched it more than me we have helen lyle who's basically a reporter for a newspaper who finds out about this story of Candyman by going to this, I almost said Hyperion Heights, and then that's not even right, is it? Um, what is it called? What's the place that they're called where they grow up, where it's set? In oh, um, the, 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 in London. In London. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Chicago. Um, it's in Chicago. It's, 
Yeah, it's in Chicago. Uh, oh, now my mind's gone blank. It's uh, the projects in, the, in Chicago. Um, what do they call it? Uh, Cabrini Green. Yeah. It's called Cabrini, Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green. That is the one. Um, and she finds about this legend about Candyman, that if you say his name five times, he'll come out and basically kill you. And she gets embroiled in this whole mystery involving Candyman and Candyman kind of stalks her and wants her soul, you know, he wants to be my victim kind of thing and it gets a bit weird after that because it's kind of like, well what do you want her for? Um, and then there's another side story with some people that are living in Cabrini Green with a mother and a son a baby boy and yeah the baby uh, gets abducted and she's trying she knows it's Candyman. she knows it's Candyman, so she has to kind of um go and find out what's going on but during this time her husband's having an affair with one of his students she's going a little bit crazy because she keeps blacking out and getting tranced by Candyman. if you want to say tranced i don't know what's going on there it's kind of all like are you all right and then roofies her and then she basically blacks out and wakes up in a pool of blood he uses he uses his his like his sexy ethereal voice. <laughs> well, well yeah basically he uses he uses his i don't want to say magical because i don't it's not magical it's like it, it's it, he uses his powers to look to, into my to eyes my eyes not around there look into my not eyes around the you eyes yeah <laughs> <laughs> basically because uh, because she's she's a little bit different to his normal victims yeah like i said she, she's um because she works at the newspaper and stuff it's completely different to the typical victims that they they usually uh, have so like i said they are completely different to the other victims um then you've got this other kid as well i mean He's kind of um, a know-it-all kid. I can't remember his name. He reminds me of, like, is it called Gary, Gary Cole? What do you talk about, Willis? Reminds me of him. It's just the face Candy he pulls. Man. He's just like, Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. He's so cute. Oh, he's so sweet. I forget his name as well. But he's, he's never kind of really tied to a family. He kind of just seems like this little vagrant little child that kind of lives in the area, but he's friends with, uh, like you said, the mother and... The mother and son that live there um but yeah i think it's i think what it comes to with with candy man is that um if you look at its service level it's like um it's about urban legends and things like that but i think it also goes without you even knowing about how urban legends um communities um Especially, obviously, this 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 uh, community of Cabrini Green. This is like how it kind of like, you know, it grows in this like very. It's it's kind of just contained to them, and Helen's kind of just like come in and stumbled across it whilst doing her research into into urban legends in the first place. Yeah, that's one of the things that I do really like. So, I, as you can tell by my box set up here of urban legends is I love those type of films that just focus on mm -hmm. creepy pastors and stuff like that. I know obviously the um I think this is probably one of the first ones that proper focused on the urban legend. I don't think there was any really Bloody Marys or anything before that. Because Bloody Mary no. kind of comes from the same thing as Candyman. Like you go to the mirror, you say it five times. Yeah, I think as well it, it the it's based on a story that's written by uh, Clive Barker and uh which uh, you know obviously is the creator of uh, of Hellraiser again which kind of follows onto stories of legends um obviously the 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 box in Hellraiser um it is kind of like spoken about in whispers and you know in in like not common knowledge about the box and i think that that sort of theme comes back into it with Candyman as well you know is you don't know about Candyman unless you've been you know it's not unless you know someone who someone always has like a friend who has a, a cousin who has a girlfriend that's you know got killed by Candyman or whatever mm -hmm. um and it's the same kind of thing with how you get get a hold of the box and in, uh, in the hellraiser like sort of universe as well so i mean just 
carry on taking on Clive Barker stuff. He's not just the films, he's got enough books around these sort of things if you're interested. It's weird as well because Canada's only like really a short story within a novel, isn't it? It's not a full. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same for. I don't think these like these, they're like novelettes, like you say, the short stories. Um, the Hellbound Heart, which is what. Um, uh, um, Hellraiser is based on. Yeah, it's very short. I think I read it in one night. Um, but but yeah, um, but yeah. So I'm guessing it's a, it's a it's a thumbs up then. I guess in your books, if you like this kind of uh, this content, like you say with the legends. Yeah, like so, I, I really like Urban Legends and stuff. I think the first time I ever watched Candyman was with yourself quite a few years ago. Um, six, maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, <laughs> I'm old. I'm just trying. Yeah, well, just uh, yeah. It's like it, you, I don't. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but obviously, I haven't lived in Blackpool for at least three years, like nearly three years now. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I'd say five years, on average. Give or take. Um, and obviously, COVID took a year off us all. So yeah, we just forget about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I think I enjoyed it more the second time than the first time. I think it's one of those films you have to rewatch to enjoy it more. First time was good. It was like it's fine. I didn't think it was anything proper special. As in, like, oh my god, this is the greatest horror movie ever made. But I know you've watched this like a hundred odd times so like i said it grows on you the more you watch it so <laughs> there you go so what enjoyed it the second time like i said you definitely need to watch this one before you watch the 2021 one because there is a lot of references to it and it just helps yeah. you like appreciate the nostalgic moments from the the newer one as well yeah i think it i think it's exactly that that the, you know the nostalgia like um one of uh, this isn't really a spoiler but um one of the um one of the pictures that i put on the instagram is like one of my favorite shots which is helen coming through a hole in the wall that when you pan out is a painting of like a man's mouth open um and that painting like appears on a wall above like through a doorway in the 2021 version and i was just like i see you i see you um <laughs> has see you but um i think it, it's uh like you said it it marries up really well i do think you can see it as it's itself on the new one um but like you said if you want to like understand the nuances and the reason is that the reasons of why um definitely yeah yeah exactly um but yeah obviously as, as i said it's like one of my favorite films ever um i have some comments around it though i don't know if it's just because obviously in my older age i've become a bit more cynical towards films um but helen in the in the in the original could have just the whole premise is like you know the the kidnap of the baby mm -hmm. you know candy man either says it's you helen or it's the baby like that's the choice make your mind up and helen just digs the heels in and i feel like if i if i if it was me one tony todd would never have to ask me twice and two um it would just cut out a lot of you know a lot of people wouldn't die um she could just you know just just carry on her husband's a piece of piece of shit anyway so <laughs> still saying you'd rather just die i mean if you look at it i mean in the grand scheme of things I feel like I understand why that she she resisted for so long, but also at the same time, I'm kind of sat there like she doesn't really have many people left, and she's also been involuntary put into a mental asylum for like a, a month, and she's not she doesn't know where she's been for that whole month. It's not it's not looking good, you know, and she's also made herself a criminal by that point as well. So just just have done, and like I said, Tony Todd and your house is getting painted pink. I know, how disgusted. When she turns up there and she's like, I hate the colour scheme, I was like, same. <laughs> who who showed why? Why would you choose that? It's awful. Also, it's like it's the it's the obviously the the nineties is like the the time where no one wore a bra. 
or at least wore really ill-fitting bras. And that that's just like one of those things that kind of like keeps reoccurring. And I think that's another thing that makes me hate the like the young the young like girl that he's having an affair with. One, she's got terrible like taste in in uh, paint. And two, she's just a little harlot for getting involved in the first place with her teacher, no less. Disgusting. But I mean, um, that's my own opinion. Not to offend anyone, if anyone. (laughs) Disgusting. Not to offend anyone, if if you know, if you know, sometimes those kind of relationships work out. But also, you know, people, everyone involved is old enough to be. It's technically called grooming, but sure, why not? That's what. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair. To clarify as well, this is like a university teacher. So this this girl is is like over the age of eighteen at least. So I'm just saying. Also, it's a. Also, it's still grooming. Just saying. It's like. Okay, you know what they're like. Different states, different. It's ages. like if I knew someone. It's like if I. It's like if I know someone, um, who join the uni as a student say for example i'm going to use mm-hmm. my friend jason as an example jason joins the mm-hmm. uni and i start dating mm-hmm. jason there you go that's a nice i'm sure jason would love you. that exactly <laughs> I, that would be classed as me grooming him yep even though we know each other power. because i'm in a position of power yeah mm-hmm. even if like he was older than me I mean, so, yeah, if he was older than me, I'm still grooming because of the position of power. It's a crazy situation, and the teacher's not even that hot. No. Trevor? <laughs> Name a Trevor. Good old Trev. Good old Trev. Trevor McDonald, he's a saucy piece of... P- <laughs> oh, don't you bring Trevor <laughs> McDonald into this. He's done nothing wrong. Um, that's the wrong kind of Trevor. Um, but, yeah, I think... Yeah, that was like my main takeaway. I just, it, it's, I think it's it visually very, it's 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 kind of like, an, there's nothing too crazy going on visually with the film. And I think that kind of makes me enjoy those like very artistic shots that you get in the original one. Like I said about when Helen's like climbing through the wall and it's the, the, the graffiti on the wall um, mm-hmm. outside. Um, I forget what her name is. But um, the, ba- the the woman that lives there, um, and the, with her baby, her like apartment wall is all graffitied up, and then like that shot is really nice as well. Um, yeah, I think that's something that kind of went into the twenty twenty one one as well. Is that there's just, I mean, it when you when it comes from um, the Monkey Paw production place, you know it's going to be a very pretty film. <laughs> I think that's like just part and parcel of anything that comes from that production company to be honest um and uh, i think uh um uh, naya da costa that, that directed the uh, the 2021 one i think one amazing eye because some of those shots are insane yeah so obviously most people that don't know monkey paw is jordan peele mm-hmm. uh, obviously famous for key and peel and of course get out and us um but yeah um i mean do you want to briefly talk about the 2021 near the costa movie again no spoilers yes we will say no spoilers and if there is i'm sorry i'm sorry i will give a very something I know. I was gonna say I, I'll do I'll do the description of this film for the, for this one, um, and it'll literally be bare bones. So essentially, um, we come across um, a a couple who have moved into a new apartment. Um, the gentleman of the couple, who's called Anthony, he is a artist, and his partner um, is a um, she organizes like an art gallery, and. Um, uh, he, uh, uh, Anthony is getting ready to put in um, some work for this uh, mm-hmm. this gallery's um, opening night. So he's struggling. Um, he doesn't really know what he wants to do um, his show on, and then he ends up finding that he the, he lives near Cabrini Green, um, and that he ends up using the story of Candyman, um, which he finds out from one of the locals as his muse for. Um, 
for his art show. Obviously, as you can imagine, it you know absolute horror ensues as he gets too close to the story of Candyman, and um, in a similar way that Helen did as well. Um, but there was also obviously his version of what he thinks we you know Helen's story is is slightly warped um, as it's been told through the years to what actually happened, um, and it kind of goes on a, a journey of finding out what really happened and what what Candyman really means to the community there. Um, it all obviously goes a bit wrong um but that's as much really is is, is the the film kind of uh, goes on who is Candyman? what is Candyman, and what does it mean in this modern age to this this community of cabrini green and chicago in general we obviously one of the points that we see is that um because of um anthony's art the story gets spread out into the wider district um of not just cabrini green but also into their um like other ventures as it gets opened into the art world there um how did i do was it was that was that good enough with no spoilers yeah i, I want to say that 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 did okay <laughs> it did okay there was no spoilers but anyway they die no, i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> well i mean this is a horror film isn't it so people will die people will die point. Who dies? Who knows? Me, you have to watch the film to find out who lives exactly. and who dies. But um, yeah, watch this film. We we did a double bill. We watched Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, um, and Candyman in the same night. Did Candyman then? Then Shang Chi, and yeah, like I said, I already knew it was a sequel, so I already knew what some people would say is the twist in the movie. Um, and I also knew there was a mini cameo role by Virginia Madsen, obviously by voice only. Yeah. She has some new tapes of her voice, which is obviously based from the first film. That's not a spoiler. Because um, it doesn't reveal anything with the plot. So there you go. I'm being tactical. Later. Um, so... I already knew that, and then, like you said, it's the story of of Candyman. It follows kind of the same premise of a legend over the film that just grows by the people around him just continuing and spreading the story, spreading the word. Obviously, the tagline for this is "Say it, say Max." Obviously, it's all about "Say my name," which is what the piece is called. Uh, revolving Candyman, and obviously the whole legend of Candyman is you have to stand in front of a mirror and say his name five times, then he'll appear behind you, breathing down your neck, and cut you open. Basically, have you ever done it? Are you too scared? Are you too, she, she's too scared to do it. She got that scared of me asking the question. She left everybody. So she is scared of doing it. Maybe one day she will do it. If you've ever done it, let me know if you have ever done it. Just message us, tweet us, and well done if you have done it and lived to tell the tale. I haven't, so I can't really say it. I mean, that's one of the things with these urban legends and films and stuff. You kind of, you know nothing's going to happen, but you don't want to take that risk just in case something ever does happen. But... The Candyman story is very similar to the whole Bloody Mary thing where you stand in front of the mirror, you say it five times, and then basically you die. So so the big question is, have you Hello. done it? Um, Candyman in the mirror, I did it quite a few years ago. Um, literally, like when I first watched the movie, I remember I went and to... And she's lived to tell the I've tale. Tell... Exactly. I remember I was at a sleepover, actually, um, and I was with my friend uh, Lucy. So we were in high school, so probably about 2010-ish. Um, a few years ago, that's 11 years ago. <laughs> we don't talk about how long ago it was, okay? Um, but yeah, we did it and uh, yeah, nothing happened. Though we did stay up all night, just in case. There was a lot of coffee ensued as well. I don't think it was mainly, I think it was just kind of like, we would have been watching a lot of horror films, to be fair. And these kinds of things don't really make me stay up all night. I will tell you one film that did though. Halloween 
um, resurrection. Not even scary. Don't know what it was. Must just have been having an anxious moment. But I stayed up all night. Don't know why. I thought that Michael Myers was coming to kill my sister. Just, it was in my head. Again, I was much younger than that. But, um, yeah, I did it. Live to, sit, live to tell a tale. I don't know if I would nowadays. I mean, obviously, now we've had a revamp of Candyman. Maybe uh, maybe something. Maybe something's going on. I don't know. I would not want to try it. Well, actually, I don't know. Depends who's playing Candyman for to turn up. I want to just throw this out because maybe, hopefully, you can answer this question for me. Okay. I mean, I am going to say a little bit of a... <laughs> maybe a minor spoiler. I don't know. Okay. If you think it is a spoiler, you tell me. Somebody does it and nothing happens. So you've got... Ooh, who does it? You, you've got um, Anthony's girlfriend's brother and his partner yep. at the show. And they're the first people to do it. He does it in the mirror and nothing happens. They didn't do all five, did they? I'm pretty sure he did. Maybe, I don't no, know. No, Maybe that's why I, not them. Uh, they did do it. I think one of them stopped the other from doing it for the last one. I think it's supposed to be similar to... Um, I think it's supposed to be similar to, like... A lot of a lot of scenes are mirrored in... <laughs> terrible choice of words. Maybe a good choice of words. Hey. But they're, like... Hey, they're very the mirror there's like scenes where you watch it and you're like this is a very familiar like shot or scene and you're like oh it's because they've done it in the in the original one and i feel like that it kind of like calls back to um there's a scene where like helen and um bernadette do it i think she's called bernadette in this one Mm-hmm. I, yeah, Bernadette. Because um, she's in Silence of the Lambs as well, and I can never remember her name in both of them. But yeah, Bernadette. Because um, Bernadette says no to doing the last one, and then Helen finishes it. So I don't know if it if it if it kind of mirrors that, but I don't know. Maybe well, it depends who's saying. Well, there was another moment where the legend starts to grow, and then somebody backs out and doesn't do it. And but I'm pretty sure they still die. Yeah. Yeah, it so already started, it already started by that point. Yeah. Yeah. So again, but he doesn't kill everybody because there are certain people that do survive parts of the movie. Well, then that, I guess that's kind of it's that's the sentient being of Candyman, isn't it? The, the whole point of Candyman is to. I, well, you think the point of Candyman is to just is to to just kill anyone that. Uh, it's killing one that does the ritual, but um, there is there is points where there is literally people summoning him, and nothing happens, like you say, or completely different. This people is the one thing I didn't out. like about this new one. That was the one thing. It was like people were doing it, the ritual, as you want to call it, and nothing happened to them. And Candyman was basically. Picking and choosing who he wanted to kill. Again, I where's guess... that? Like in the original, like I said, if someone, if someone did it, they're just like, "Yeah, you gonna die, bitch." I mean, I guess we kind of do see that in the whole, the first one in the original, because obviously he doesn't kill, he doesn't kill um... Helen. Uh, Helen in the first instance. Obviously, that gets explained later down the line. She, you mm-hmm. know, the whole backstory of Daniel Rob- Robitaille, um, obviously having a, a a love that was the de- exact spit of Helen. That is spoilers for the original one, though. But like we said, it's been like out oh, twenty odd years, so <laughs> you should have watched it by now. Um, but yeah, so that kind of explains that one. Um, but again, I, I, could that not just be an explanation of the, you know, like I was saying, this is this is the this is the the twentieth like. 2020s version of Candyman. There might be a change. I think the story of Candyman in the newer one and its history, I really, really liked. And I really enjoyed it. And I literally waited like completely right to the end of the the credits because 
um not only is this a very pretty film but it also utilizes like shadow puppetry really well um, for storytelling like moving the story along um so if you do go see it in the cinemas please watch all the credits because it gives you more backstories and stuff like that through uh through the, no, the, shadow it was the whole of the credits as well weren't it like as soon as that finished that was the end of the credits which usually you get a little bit of that and then just like I said, the rest before, of, the credits. Part of the credits yeah yeah whereas this was for the full credits and it explained the whole backstory of the legend that is Candyman, and it's something that it started off with to kind of if you haven't seen the 1992 version of Candyman, they kind of start with the 1992 version of the story at the beginning of the 2020, 2021 version of Candyman, don't they? They start kind of recapping the story, so you are kind of aware of where this story is going. But like you said, over the 29 years, the story has been adapted by word of mouth, which is what happens in real life anyway. You hear a story and it's kind of like little bits have changed over time and stuff, so... Yeah, there, there are bits that I like, but I just didn't like how they changed, I want to say, folklore of Candyman. I but wasn't have, into it, it. But, but have they? Because obviously we only we only know that, that version of Candyman folklore in the first one because that is the story that it, it relates to. Mm-hmm. Whereas... In theory, it makes sense the way that it follows up. It follows that that sort of, like you say, changing aspect in the new one. And I think I think the new one focuses a lot more on the whole point of it. You know, stories do change through word of mouth. Not o- not only for Candyman himself um, as a being, but also like I was saying about Helen's story that we know from the original. Um, so. I really liked that aspect of it. I thought you would have been all over that, to be honest. Do you know, I would love it if somebody decided because of the legend that Helen was basically like the massive villain and you had to say Helen five times in the mirror and Helen would come in. Helen Lyle. I thought like she's probably going to have a cameo, just like a random bit where she's all burnt face like she is in the first one. Her hair's all burnt and she's all like... Like, I mean, they kind of did it at the end of Candyman, didn't they? Um, Big Trev um, was in the mirror randomly crying. Well, I mean, I don't know why you'd say it five times crying in a mirror, but there you go. That was the worst crying ever. I mean, when have you ever cried? Have you ever said someone's name five times? (gasps) Helen. Helen. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's just that. That is Trevor just like just feeling sorry for himself. And do you know what? It's too late. It's too late, Trevor. <laughs> At the end of that film, to be feeling sorry for yourself, there were so many times you could have redeemed yourself and you didn't. So, no, Trevor. But as, as, as I haven't personally, but I guess I'm not that dramatic. So, I wouldn't have done it in the first place, you know? Yeah. I would have liked to see something like that, but. Obviously, it's a completely different story. And like I said, it's been adapted over time. There are parts of it that I really enjoyed. But the the one gripe for me was, like, the picking and the choosing. I was like, why? Kill everyone, damn it. Kill, literally, kill everyone. <laughs> Anyone that says your name in the mirror, kill, kill them. Kill, kill them. them. <laughs> How dare you take my name in vain? <laughs> Slice them up. But, I am um, no joke. But no, I, li- I liked like, some of the imagery in it. Like, there was the bit where, in the 2021 one, where your main character, Anthony's looking in the mirror and he can see the reflection of Candyman and those shots of where it's the reflection of him and stuff going on there. Uh, that's really great. And there's the bits where there is a few killings going on and they're using mirrors to kind of see Candyman's reflection whereas you don't see it in the real world, but you see it in the mirrored verse. I don't know if yeah. you want to call it mirrored verse. Because at that point, you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective. Because even in the original, when we're looking at it from an outsider's perspective, we still see a physical being, an entity. Mm-hmm. We, we see Tony Todd, whereas 
I think that's something that's really good that, again, explores in this new one is that in reality, if if he is this like ethereal being of like an urban legend, there wouldn't be a physical being. Like you say, true, there would be in the mirror because that that's that's his domain. That's where he, that's where he is. You know, his journey lives and all that sort of stuff. But I really liked it. I thought that the horror aspects of it were not massively. That you know the the gore was to the right amount. You go in, you don't expect it to be massively gory, but I also I appreciate that there were scenes that made me uncomfortable, um, and I really like that as well. I don't know how yeah, you feel I mean, about that. One of the uh, the worst parts of it was the fingernail. Was it? I, so I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm. That's the only bit I was kind of wincing at, going. Ugh, I don't know just... if I'm like, because I because obviously like I have eczema on my hands. I love it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, I have X on my hands anyway, so um, like trigger warning, like gross warning. I have really bad like skin, like comes off quite easily on my hands at times. There's a scene where he 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 has like obviously where he got stung, and it starts to like kind of peel away. That one hit me hard because I was like, <laughs> that was like that, that was like oh god that, that could happen to my hands sometimes and I was like <laughs> no thank you <laughs> or oh, no <laughs> but uh, but yeah I I really liked it I really really liked it and I also really liked the artistic obviously part because that was like the like creative person <laughs> like his actual his actual gallery show I would be I would love to go and see that his actual piece that would be I want someone to do that in real life because that is a sick piece that he does. Hmm. But that's yeah, just like said, it's just outside. It's just the mirrors, and there's all the other stuff behind yeah. and stuff. Which, but you wouldn't pretty... know unless, yeah. like you said, like unless somebody that guides you to it, it to do it. You, yeah, that's, that's so good. Um, but I really, I really, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I kind of felt that the girlfriend. I I feel really bad because I've forgotten her name. I feel like her story kind of got done a bit of a disservice. But I think that was the point. Because obviously she's kind of living in other people's shadows, um, and I, I kind of want—I wish there'd been more of her story. So if there's going to be—I mean, if there is more—I mean, it kind of left it to the point that there could be more, and she she's in further stuff. Then I would—I would like to have a bit more from her. But I mean, I don't know where you would go from um, from here. Is it going to be about the same people that were in this film? Are they going to do? different people or i mean i haven't seen anything to say there's going to be any more which is fair there's enough nothing think... online i've had a look there's there's nothing online there i kind of feel like that's not i don't think that's the style of like jordan peele and like monkey paw to be honest i feel like they're pretty solid at the moment and of having just like one-offs which is is totally fine um i wouldn't be mad obviously if the if this one just stayed as a one-off yeah but yeah, I also liked the like hidden, like not hidden things, but like the little bits, like especially in the beginning, um, with all of the title cards being back to front, like they should be in a mirror. Yeah, I was like, at the, at the beginning, I was like, have they put this in wrong? I was like, no, you can't, you can't have put it in wrong. I wait until the film starts just to be sure. But if you do go to the cinema, you start watching it or you manage to find a copy online, if that's what you're into and you're like, oh no, they've put it in the wrong way round. It's it's the right way. <laughs> you always Just worry though when you go to a film. It's like, what if they put the wrong film on, or what if they've done it with no sound? You've been to the cinema and they've got no sound. That happened once, and I was like, oh shit, I better go tell someone. And you always no, worry. I've... I mean, most of the time there's never an issue, <laughs> but I remember once they never turned the lights off, so it was still like, uh... and then the second time, um, no sound. I remember once my um friend Aaron went to. Rise of Skywalker midnight, and it didn't show the mm. film for forty-five minutes. So someone had to go out and make him play it because it was literally just blank. <laughs> oh no! I will. Something that um, we kind of noticed. Obviously, um, going to the cinema is quite a regular occurrence, at least once a month um, mm -hmm. for for myself and Ed. Um, Amateurs. Uh, right. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to get out of the house as it is. Um, even before pandemic, um, but 
I think the thing that um one of the, my favorite bits, and I think again, this is probably because I like um, I really like cinema, is is seeing the trailers for like the other films that they're showing. Mm-hmm. And there were some really there were some really good ones, obviously coming out. Um, Malignant is something that I'm really excited to watch when it comes out properly. When well, when I can go see it, I think it's out now. But uh, Malignant is one of them. Obviously, Halloween Kills comes out, which looks insane. But I have gripes about that one already. But that's not the point. It's a mix of views already. So I I'll I'll speak about that one in a minute. But um. There were so many just random like adverts for no reason. So we got so many adverts for fast food, and I think that's terrible. Um, you're already at cinema, and people are most likely already eating popcorn, hot dogs. You know, ours ours has chicken nuggets. <laughs> Crazy. Ch- <laughs> um, I spit my own bag of popcorn. Well, yeah, I, I yeah I take my own sweets. Sorry, sorry, showcase cinema. You're allowed. You're fine. <laughs> I know, but it feels it feels bad. But um, it feels dirty. I always, know someone always... who took a KFC bucket in. Stop <laughs> it! I don't take hot food in. That's just outrageous. No, that's, I remember that's once smell. went to go see went to go see it chapter two, midnight. Yeah, I went to a double fe- I went to a double feature for that one. Went went to midnight it chapter two, um maybe chapter one. It must have been no, it must have been chapter one because it was 2017 when that came out. Yeah, so it was chapter one. Yeah. We went to midnight with Mercedes before we got together. It was about a few Aww. days before we got together. Oh, uh, yeah. And we went Aww. to midnight, impressed them because Blackpool weren't doing a midnight. And she went into McDonald's, got it, and then took the chips into Odeon. I almost slapped her. If we were together, I would have slapped her. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Can't, you don't. Like... <laughs> I wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. But you don't, but oh, you don't you're you're getting us cancelled now, Jamie. <laughs> you don't gonna, take cancelled. <laughs> You don't take coffee. I I've there. never beaten Mercedes. <laughs> I love <laughs> anyone. Who's I've never, never laid anyone. a hand. <laughs> yeah, I've never laid a hand I on feel, any. I don't think chips is that bad. There isn't really a smell with chips. A, a KFC bucket, on the other hand, is completely different because there's a lot of smells going on there. It's a bit greasy. It's not nice. But um, as well as the the fast food adverts, we got a load of. I got we got three adverts for the Navy and Army. And I was just like, I was Please. born in Rivram, but I was made we, we, in the Royal Navy. We had the one where it's like, I don't actually exist. I went to places that don't, you know, aren't on the map. I partied in clubs that I wasn't at. And I was just like, oh, I don't care. Skip. <laughs> show me the film. <laughs> Skip. Yeah, show me the film trailers. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um, just briefly going back to Halloween Kills. I don't know how you feel about the trailer, but I feel like I've already seen the film. Now that I've seen the trailer, a lot of kills. Exactly. What? What? The, we probably saw all of them. I'm not going to lie. And I was just a bit like. And the thing is, this is the second film in this like mini trilogy, so we've still got another film to go after this. Mm-hmm. What? What's left? Hmm? I will say that the the kills do seem to be getting a bit more outrageous, which isn't really something for Michael. I feel like it's something more for Jason, but I'm. I mean, I'm open to it. I'll go see it. Just it's, because it's kind of the classic 80s I like it. slasher, isn't it? Like, who's going to be silly kills, special effects, blow up heads. It's going to be great. I- I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go watch it anyway. Yeah, I think I will enjoy it. But like I said, I feel like I've already seen the film. What more can What more can they have in there? What is your most anticipated horror movie of the year to come? <sighs> I don't know actually because I've been really behind on actually keeping up on stuff that's coming out um, terribly. I know, disgusting of me. Um, but I do. I think. I think in the the like near future, uh, *Malignant* is probably one of the ones that I'm really looking forward to to seeing. Um, James Wan. Yeah, James. You know, you can't go wrong, can you? Really, with James Wan. Um, also, it kind of was giving me like lights out vibes, but not lights out vibes at the same time. And I, I kind of like, I, I, I like the film Lights Out. Obviously, lights out the, the short, the short lights, better. The short is better. It's the short actually gives me anxiety. It makes my heart pitter patter, pitter patter. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, I, I, I really liked the. I, I forget, is it Teresa Palmer in in the Lights Out? From, yeah, Warm Bodies. Is that her? Berlin Syndrome. That is her, isn't it? <gasps> Love Berlin Syndrome. 
I got that on a DVD on a whim and it was the best decision I ever made. Um, but that's for another time. Um, but I really like her anyway. But yeah, Milligan probably for me. What about you? I have got tickets for the world premiere at the London Film Festival next month for the last night in Soho. Oh, yes! Oh! <laughs> Sorry, oh, loud, loud audio warning there, but yes! Oh, Anya Taylor, enjoy. Huh. It looks, it looks good. I don't know if I, I didn't. It didn't strike me massively as like a horror, but it's more of a psychological. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that's my most thrillery kind of thing, isn't it? I, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I can't wait. And *Malignant*, I am looking forward to as well. Uh, like I said, that's recently come out. I think last week over here. What? What's the one with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles? Not hundred percent sure. They've just recently released the new trailer for Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Oh, not seen that. Not seen that. Um, yeah, but again, I don't think that can't really count. I think that's more of like a detective command thing. But um, yeah, and I think that's it. As soon as after October, there's not really a lot of horror movies. I think we've got Halloween Kills. And then that that's really it. Um, left of 2021. There was a film that recently came out that I really wanted to see called Censor, a British oh, movie. Oh, I, I saw, I saw, yeah, is that a Film 4 one? I think I saw, a, um, you know when Film 4 do those little, like, get to know the directors um, mm -hmm. in between shows? Um, I also wanted to watch that. Um, it reminded me of something else. It kind of gave me that kind of, like, Videodrome 80s, like... Yeah. Cronenberg like vibe to it. That's what maybe. Also, the colours were really look really nice. I love me some neon lights. Love me that colour exactly. spectrum. But yeah, that's really. Yeah. It. I mean, if unless you want to count Ghostbusters Afterlife, but mm, do I? Uh, Ed doesn't really want to go see that one, and I'm, I'm not like I'll watch the original Ghostbusters, but I'm not like a massive fan of them. I think I'd only really go see it for like you know like Paul Rudd, um, Phil Wolfen. Well, Wolfenhard? Wolfhard? Is that what he's called? Hard. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and the girl from Black Hunting of uh, Hill House. She plays little Theo okay. in it. I forget what she's called, though. But she's the girl in it. Um, but yeah. I, mean, I think that's, I think that's kind of looking. it, really, coming up. There is one more film coming out. I'm surprised that you haven't said it, because I know... You love it, and it probably will be. You probably, probably just don't know it comes it. out this year. Uh, December 3rd, 2021, in the United Kingdom. And it is Welcome to Raccoon City, Resident Evil. <gasps> oh, mm, oh, I did yeah. not know it came out this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am, I am really excited for that one, actually. actually um, I mean, my Resident Evil vinyl... Resident Evil 1 vinyl came yesterday and I've been waiting for it since March <laughs> um, and I was well excited that it turned up um, why are you shaking your head at me? <laughs> you're just like no, no. Terrible, terrible waste of money Emma um, but it starts the collection you know um, certain game like vinyls are hard to get especially because they go out they, go, they sell it really quick and I know HMV were doing the Resident Evil ones but they only have like five and like six, the ones no one wants. All the ones that they want, they're all gone. So I had to get it from um, the the people that made them directly lace records. Um, but anyway, besides point, yeah, I am excited. I'm, I'm a bit skeptical at the same time, um, just because I don't like some of the actors that are in it. But and by the now. actors, I mean like that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited for him. He might actually make me like the character of Chris Redfield, which is says a lot. Uh, no, um, I forget what her name is. K Kayla, K Kaya, Score. Uh, Kaya Scadelario. Yeah, mm. Effie from Skins. She always will be. And even then, I wasn't really fussed ah, yeah. at, at Skins. Maze Runners. Um, I haven't watched Maze Runners, even though Ed kind of looks like Thomas Brody Sangster. <laughs> I've never seen um, them either. Yeah, yeah, they're not really my kind of film. I'm not really into like Hunger Games and like 
dystop like dystopian films like that. That I can't say the word, but you know what I mean. Dystopian. Um, dystopian. That's, that's <laughs> the one. That's the one. Up here for thinking, down there for dancing. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, what it for the amount of characters that are in it, it must be the first two games because we know there's spent. We know Spencer Mansions in there. Pictures came out. No spoilers, guys, because the pictures came out from Sony themselves or Universal. Can't remember. I think it's Sony. Anyway, um, Lisa Trevor. Pictures of her came out, and we know that she's in the first game. So, but then obviously um, Leon and Claire are in it as well, which would make you believe that the second game is also involved because that is where they come in. So yeah, I mean, I might we might if we're if we're still going at some point if the you know. If we're still doing episodes Might by that point, then... Resident than Evil the first one, because I haven't watched any of them. No, you won't need... Just, no. You don't need... They will have <laughs> nothing to do with any of that. Um, maybe watch the anime films slash TV series. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think you need to, to be fair. But yeah, it'll be completely brand new. If you've never even played the games, just watch that film, because it seems like that's going to give you the synopsis of the first two games. I've played the first two games, I believe. I've... I remember re-downloading the remastered version of one of them. One of, one of my favourite games. The first one, remastered. Yeah. Love it. But All about those camera angles. Let's just finish this episode off by talking about Candyman. As we yes. digressed off uh, with films to cut. <laughs> yeah. And we always do our score. So, I mean, Scores on the is, there any, is, is there any point doing a 1992 review? How many pumpkins would you like to give Candyman 1992 out of five? Five. Ten. All right. Five. <laughs> like okay. to give from five, four points. Thank you very much. I'll give it four. Sorry. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Respectable score. I mean, nothing's got lower than a four, have they, so far? Or maybe three. Does that, does that make that a 4.5? Let's go for 4.5 then. Oh, I better give it a free then. Better give it a free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 4.5. Let's go for it. As an overall score. Um, What was it last time? I got five. What was the last film we reviewed? <laughs> what was it? I can't remember anymore. It's the been last one we reviewed? Uh... Freaky. We both gave it a five. Freaky. No, I didn't give it five. Oh, you gave it. Did a, I not give a it a four point five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was like, I give it four point five, not five. That's a four point seven five. Still the highest rated film. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, well, okay. I'm five for Candyman, nineteen ninety two. She gives the first five of the year out. Okay. So, you, I mean, you said that you really, really enjoyed the twenty twenty one version is it better than 1992 is it another five it's another five i think it, it's not I, I wouldn't say it's better I, I i'd say it's it's on par it's you know we're going into we're getting more in depth on the first one so i'd say five because i liked it i liked it i really liked it i actually really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> i would watch it again um, with me, there was too many gripes for it for me. Unfortunately, there was stuff that I really didn't like about it. So I feel bad, but it's a free. Well, there are bits like that I really enjoyed. Like some of the kills, some of the kills were really good. But without going into too many spoilers, there was just some bits I didn't enjoy. Which I'm sure uh, we can talk well, about think... when we go off air. Yeah, as I say, I think I think I was like biased anyway from the beginning, and then when I saw how pretty it was and how there was like a really big influence on the art aspect of it, it was just tied off with a bow at that point for me. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of the Candyman episode. So I hope you've not. watched both of the movies. If not, just the 1992 version. You should have watched it by now. And then if you yeah. want to wait until Candyman comes out on DVD and go back to this episode and watch it, you can kind of see what we were trying to talk about without trying to spoil the movie for you. Um, it got Candyman, a score of a 4.5 pumpkins out of 5. Candyman got a 4 out of 5 pumpkin score. Well done to Candyman and Candyman. <laughs> they are your two movies from this month. 
we will be looking at reviewing a film next month. What film will it be? Who knows? I believe it's my choice to pick. I think it is. What do I pick? I don't know. Points like this, I should be more prepared and think of a film before going on there, just so I'm not thinking of a film. I have no <laughs> idea what to pick. How come? Uh, See, right, again, I don't want to go. I don't want to go for another brand new film. That's the no, only thing. no. But... Well, we've got we've got plenty on the the Padlet, haven't we? So let's have a look at the Padlet let's real quick. Go to the Padlet, people and find out what film we will watch that none no i've got it i've okay i, I okay. finally got it this is the film i've wanted to watch this for so long no idea why i've seen the ending because of the documentary um which is on shudder and okay. it's a film i've so always wanted 80s. to watch it's an 80s movie and it is sleepaway camp Oh, I think even if you've not seen the tr you've not seen that documentary, everyone has seen the end of that film at some point. But I also have not seen it except from the end. Um, so yes, I, I'm I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Um, Sleep away it's, camp. It's, it'll probably be on Shudder. It's not, not actually on Shudder, on unfortunately, but you'll be able to uh, get it on Blu-ray or other means if you are a naughty person, which we do not condone. Uh, you'll be able to rent it on Amazon or anything. So join us next time where we will be talking about the 1980s slasher classic. See, I pick old films too sometimes. And we will be talking about Sleep Away Camp. But in the meantime, make sure to follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Bloody Brilliant Podcast. You can't follow us on TikTok. We don't have that. You can't follow us on Twitter. We don't have that either. So Facebook and Instagram, you can follow us on that. And make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, Breaker, wherever you are listening. Thank you for listening. Press that follow button so you never miss an episode. Can I get a final word from you, Emma? Thank you.